Good morning, everybody. It is New Year's Eve 2021. We're here live. This is the Journey Doses podcast, and today is Full Flex Friday. My apologies for not being present with you last Friday as I was in the middle of all of the Christmas joy and couldn't step away for a mere 30 minute. Full Flex Friday podcast. Just kidding. Honestly, I, I just had a lot going on with Christmas. So I'm back here for New Year's Eve. I hope you guys had a an amazing Christmas, and I hope you have some wonderful plans ahead of you for New Year's Eve. And if it's not, that's totally cool as well. Um, if you're asleep and unconscious by midnight, that's acceptable in my book as well. So I just wanted to talk about what New Year's Eve means to me, how I'm approaching the new year, um, the ways that I like to to go into the new year. Now, I'll just say that I don't always do this. Um, last year, Ashley and I were both hammer drunk at the onset of the new year and did not enter it consciously. Many mistakes were made. Not super proud of it. We did have a blast, so we don't carry too much shame around it. It was worth it in my book for the most part. Um, But there are certainly more conscious ways of entering the new year, if that even matters to you. Let me tell you why it matters to me. Um, I, I believe in entering anything consciously, whether that be the new year, whether that be a work relationship, whether that be a romantic relationship, I want to enter things consciously, meaning I want to enter things on a very aware basis, like I'm very present as I choose what I'm entering. So I'm not choosing to enter 2021, but I can reframe that and actually decide that, yes, I am choosing to reframe how I look at this new year if I choose to do so. Or, like I said, with any relationship as well, I can choose to enter a relationship with certain intent and intentions, which I've spoken about before. Um, And when you enter anything with intent and intentions or consciousness, to me, the way it ends up going is much, much smoother. (laughs) Um, That's 
my opinion, of course. Maybe you like to float around and don't really believe in setting intent or intentions, and I'm totally okay with that. Um, but you don't know the other side until you try it, meaning if you haven't entered into the new year consciously before with deciding and laying out what you want to do for yourself with the year to come, then how do you know what you're missing out on, right? Um, so I am going to share with you a couple different ways I'm going to enter into this new year during this podcast. If you don't believe in New Year's resolutions, you don't believe in any of that um, reframing or vision boarding or anything like that, don't listen <laughs> because that's what this entire podcast is going to be about. And I won't be offended uh, if you choose to do so. That's totally okay. So what I'm really playing with this year is uh, what's called my mission formula. My mission formula is the way that I am creating my mission statement for the year. Now, a mission statement is typically used for businesses. So if you own a business, maybe you know this. A mission statement declares why your business is alive. So, you know, what what are you aiming to do with your business? What what are you trying to create for your your consumer or your clients? Now, I am my business, so it kind of makes more sense to me for me to have a mission statement that is applicable to both me personally and my business. But I really truly believe that even doing this just for yourself can be valuable because it's going to lend direction to your life. Um, that's really the point is as we enter the new year, where do you want your life to go with this new year? And what do you want to create for this new year? You don't really know what you want to do, where you want to go, if you don't know how you've been and what is important to you. So that's why I offer essentially a seven-step process in cultivating and articulating what is important to you and what you want to do with that. And of course, this is what I'm doing for myself. So I've, I've just kind of formulated it into a way that's digestible for you all if that feels important to you. Um, and it's it's been a long process in discovering this. You know, I've written I've written mission statements before, but not after having such a grand clarity on all of these important aspects for myself before. And when I clarified all of these things, all of these parts for myself, it really, really allowed me to to bring together a mission statement and a purpose for myself that feels deeply and honestly true for me. And that's that's what's important to me. That's why I did it. <laughs> so uh, I'll end up sharing my mission statement at the end to you all. And um, I'll share the seven-step process right now. So here we go. I'm going to drink a little bit of coffee. Full fat fluids. Plug, plug. So the first step in the mission formula are the things that I'm passionate about. And, you know, I'm not going to list everything that's important to me or things that are uh, that I'm passionate about. The, the list is pretty long, but I will list some of those things. The list is actually 22 different things. Um, so if you're going to do this on your own, you know, you don't need to write down or list that many things. But 
you know, if you want to list several, go ahead and do so. But uh, the things that I'm passionate about are the things that I love to do, the things I want to learn more about, the things that I will need to learn before my life comes to an end. So I'm very curious about these things. I don't want to die before I get into these things. Um, there are heartstrings being pulled when you think about these things. You have to do them. You don't have a choice other than to invest your time and energy into these things that you're passionate about. That could be things that you're doing right now or things that you haven't yet started but you know you need to. So I'll list a few of mine. Um, I have meditation and mental health. I have source or God on my list. Investing and entrepreneurship travel, cultural exploration, biohacking and longevity, child development, rites of passage, things like vision quest, retreats in plant medicine, public speaking, regenerative agriculture, coffee and nutrition, podcasting, obviously, coaching, writing, reading, the different relationship styles, whether they be open, polyamorous, um, monogamous, or platonic, that means every kind of relationship style. So those are some of the things I'm passionate or curious about. So I have all those listed down. Um, and don't rush these. Really sit and see what are you really passionate and curious about. What, When you look back at your life, what things have you done repeatedly knowing that you love them? Uh, what's really funny uh, about this, I don't even know if I wrote fitness down on here. Uh, I did write, I actually did write fitness there. It was on the, the end of a list where I wrote triathlon, endurance, grit training, fitness. So almost as if it was a given because my life is so centered around fitness. So that's definitely a passion of mine as well. Okay, so we have my passions slash curiosities. Now step two, we're going to move on to listing the things that I believe are big problems in the world. Things that I feel... Um, create as the most dysfunction in my eyes in the world. Now, this list could be really long, right? And don't get too sucked into the negativity of what this list represents, but just list some things that are close to you. Um, if you've lost somebody from cancer, maybe cancer is important to you. Or if you feel like obesity is something that's important to you or drug addiction, whatever it is, you know, list the things that are important to you in, in your life experiences. So on my list, I have a few. Um, I feel like a, a lack of meaning in our population is a, a, a big problem. Emotional intelligence, environmental respect, uh, the education system being able to listen intently to those that we're in front of and that kind of leads into awareness or presence in general um, embodiment work-life balance uh, divorce rates and relationship failures air quotes failures depression suicide veteran rehabilitation and tribalism so there's a few of my big problems, things that mean something to me that I feel are, are problems in the world that maybe I want to do something about. Now, after that list, part two, we're going to move on to part three, and all this will make more sense. How do all these parts add into the mission formula? Well, you will so soon learn. Just bear with me. We're going from part to part. 
Now in the third part, I'm gonna list my values. What are things that I embody that are extremely important to me um, when I'm in a, you know, or going into a romantic relationship? What am I looking for in a partner? Um, how do I want to act in the world? Um, things that are really close to my heart and I can't live without. So on that list for me, is honesty, truth, trust, faith, love, commitment, determination, movement, health, progression, awareness, nature, curiosity, honor, family, grit, community, reflection, and intimacy. So all of these things are things that I try to show up in the world with regularly. Values of mine that I carry, that I try to embody on a regular basis. Now, we're going to move on to part four. Part four, I listed my skills. Um, now, as you reflect on what your skills are, um, don't be modest here. Just be honest with yourself in recognizing whether or not you're good at something and list as many of these things as you want down. It doesn't matter what it is, no matter how absurd, if you're good at flossing, write down flossing, whatever. Just write down things that you're really good at and things that um, maybe you've been good at in the past and things that are really easy for you to do. That's kind of what a skill is. It's, it's something that you're a little bit more advanced or excel at, and it's just easy for you. You're, you're not needing to try very hard to be good at it. So on my list, in part four of what my skills are, I have being an adept teacher. I'm a quick learner. I'm athletic, intuitive. I'm a motivator. I'm anatomically knowledgeable. I know the body. I know how to move the body. One could say I'm kinesthetically knowledgeable. I'm good at transmuting fear, both in myself and in others. I'm playful. I'm good at conversation. I'm good at helping people feel good. I'm good at coaching. I'm good at mirroring for others. And I am good at reframing things into a positive way. Now, maybe as we go along here, you're seeing how things begin to overlap a little bit. Now, that's good. There's certain things that maybe you see that are in one list or another. For example, um, at the, the beginning, one of the things I'm, I'm passionate about is meditation or presence, right? And in the second list, in the massive world problems, big problems I see in the world, it's awareness on that list, right? So there's there's things there that I'm now curious and passionate about that I can see I might be able to add my passion into what I feel is lacking in the world. So things will start to overlap as you list the, the list in each part. And that's the point. We're discovering how these things can benefit each other. So now after part four, we're going to move along to part five. Now this one is tricky. Part five is your life images, my life images. 
what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> so life images are symbols, symbols that represent something to you, symbols that have been with you for a majority, if not all of your life. And this one can, can take some time. So don't rush to list random shit that comes to your head because I asked you to consider what your life images are. To discover what your life images are, it's important to reflect on things that were present for you as a child. Um, now, let's say you were three years old and you remember having a dream about waves. This would be an example about a life image, especially if that dream about waves was recurring. Or now in your grown-up life, after you've had a dream about waves as a child, you find yourself extremely drawn to waves now as an adult. So the images are recurring and they may not make sense to you. Like, you know, why in the hell are you drawn to waves? What is it about a wave that is your image that keeps coming back for you? That's not important yet. The important thing is, is that you, you uncover and play with what symbols are important to you. Um, so really sit with this one, whether it be in meditation, whether it be um, going through your books or your magazines or your photo albums from your past, see what images or symbols come up for you. And after I list uh, some of mine, uh, there might be some uh, inspiration for you. And the list is not long. <clears throat> the most prominent one, this is really the most important one for me, is the void. And it's not a super pleasant one either. It's not like, oh yeah, yeah, I am, I get to see, you know, a pleasant wave, you know, my whole life. No, the void <clears throat> is something that I've been sucked into, present with for a very long time. Um, man, maybe since at least four years old. And the void, essentially what that means to me is the the absence of everything. And uh, it's extremely frightening. Um, in some ways, I label it as a fear of death and what comes after life. And that's something that I've been working with for a very long time. Um, many plant medicine ceremonies and self-work being done on the fear of the void. And now... On a lighter note of images that are present and recurring for me, the feminine body, the female body, the cornicia. The cornicia is a, well, my story about it is uh, that it is a, an Italian um, symbol, and I, I tend to see them mostly on necklaces. Uh, my grandfather has gifted me cornicias ever since I was a child. I don't know what it actually means, but it's a, a, what it looks like is like a horn. And um, I'll have to, to dive into the meaning of that a little bit more because I don't know what it means in the Italian culture. But yeah, I've had those necklaces and they've been gifted to me for a very long time. So I've seen those forever. Um, next up on the list is the canine. Dogs, wolves, coyotes, uh, they, they mean 
something to me. I'm very drawn to especially wild dogs, whether it be a fox, coyote, or, or wolf. I love porter, but um, there's something different about those wild canines that I find myself very drawn to. Recently, I had a couple interesting experiences with coyotes on our travels, uh, which I'll describe another time. But again, those, those canines are showing up for me regularly, um, and that means something to me. A couple more on the list. I have water, very drawn to water. Water is something that I love to play in, um, whether it be surfing, wakeboarding my whole life, um, snowboarding on a form of water. I love playing in water. Love showers, absolutely love showers. Um, next on the list I have football, just because it is a, it represents something to me. And the next thing on the list, last thing on the list is a coliseum or, or arena. So those can kind of be paired together. Uh, the the event, the the battle in an arena or coliseum represents warriorship to me, and warriorship is a part of my masculine body, my masculine tendencies and energy here. So um, those represent a part of myself that I'm very drawn to. Okay, so. Bear with me on the images, have fun playing with that. Um, if you get frustrated, take a break, step away. Um, there's no rush to complete these things, even though the new year is tomorrow. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, next on the list, we have part six. We're almost there, and this is pretty simple. What delivery methods do I enjoy? How do I like to convey my message? Um, is there some way in particular that I'd like to create what I want to create in the world. Um, so for me, on that list, I have Instagram. I put a lot of energy and time into making videos and posts and interacting with people on Instagram. So I enjoy that. Um, and then I also really enjoy doing or conducting seminars or being on stage to be able to present to others or guide others in some sort of... Um, healing modality. I love retreats. I would love to be able to conduct a retreat. I appreciate being in a classroom, being able to facilitate people's growth in some way, whether that be fitness or other. Uh, Zoom is on the list. Uh, it, this is not my favorite things, but they're things that I enjoy. Uh, I'd say my favorite would be the retreat or seminar setting, but uh, I also enjoy phone calls with people, interacting with them. I enjoy texting with people, and I also very much enjoy one-on-one, face-to-face -on -one -face interaction with people. So those are the ways that I want to deliver my mission statement, or embody my mission statement, I should say. The content of which I, I actually offer is presented in these ways, okay? Those are things that I enjoy. Um, now, what I said about enjoying these is really important. Really, really important. I want you to write down what you enjoy. Not necessarily what you already do or what you might think you're good at. What do you actually have fun doing in your delivery methods? Um, because it's, a, it's super important to be able to enjoy those things. Otherwise, it's just not sustainable because it'll feel like a chore. Now, some of these things, like for example, 
Um, if I were to conduct a seminar, it doesn't mean I wouldn't be nervous doing it. I would probably be nervous conducting a retreat or seminar, but it's on the other side that I feel fulfilled or energized by offering that. So maybe there's fear, but there's also a large sense of feeling complete and whole based on offering your content through that delivery method. So that's the six parts and lists that we formulated to come to part seven. Part seven is the actual formulation of the mission statement. What is the one declaration that captures who you are and what your purpose is in the world? Here is mine. I, Tyler Apollody, surrender myself to the great forces and mystery that I cannot see. In this, I permit myself to let go of achievement and center myself around who I am. I am one who is dedicated to the service of others. In this service, I vow to show up in complete integrity as often as possible. I vow to love everyone as I would and I do love myself. As I progress in my own journey of wholeness, I present to the world a mirror of inspiring possibility. Through nature, I find my soul's nature, and with this remembrance, I fight for the protection and betterment of this world. I stay curious to the hardships and to joy. I am always moving towards home. I am what I am. Now, my mission statements, it's a bit poetic. Um, and that's just what flowed out of me. And what you may be wondering at this moment in time is, okay, what about all those fucking lists that we just put together, right? Uh, what, are, what are we doing with all those things? Um, it's not that you need to write down all of the things that you uncovered about yourself. But it's when you put those pieces together for yourself within yourself that you understand more about yourself and what you want. And not all of those need to be relisted in the mission statement. After you uncover these things about yourself and understand these things about yourself, put together a simple declaration of what is important for you in declaring and and offering to the world in it, something that can be easily digestible. Uh, you definitely don't want to write down all the lists, but the lists do lend to the formulation of it. Obviously, that's the whole purpose of this conversation. Now, I do have a prompt available to you. If you want to use the prompt that I have, I, I can certainly send that your way. I have that available to you all. And in that prompt, it is it is much simpler, plug and play. Okay, here are the things that I'm passionate about, and they can add to the big world problems. And because of my values and so on, I want to create this in the world. That's kind of how the plug and play prompt works if you don't create your own. So I'd be happy to send that your way. And overall, 
Thank you so much for listening thus far in how I formulated and created this, this mission statement, this mission formula. I am so excited to enter this new year with a greater understanding of myself and what I want. I think it's honestly the most present, the most clear, the most dedicated I've ever been to myself and the things that I want to to embody, to uh, create in my life. And this process, this formulation has honestly been really, really deeply and truly helpful for me to, to know what I want to do with my life. And if it adds to yours in any way, then I'm fucking stoked. <laughs> so uh, if you have any questions about the formulation or if you need any assistance or guidance, I'd be happy to bounce some ideas off and for you. I can mirror some things for you. Um, and I would love to do so. I really enjoy creating clarity. Not, not me creating clarity, but adding to someone's gaining of their own clarity um, through my own processes and, and way of showing up for people. So that is all I have about the mission formula. Hello, Tegan, my dear. I see you up in here on Instagram. And for you all listening on Spotify, I hope you have an amazing day. I hope you have an amazing New Year's. And I will see you all next year in 2022 on Full Flex Friday. See you all. I love you. Enjoy.